0: This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad. Enjoy.
1: It is the Chicago Verse podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists in industry and creatives and culture leaders.
0: Hosted by Haima Black, welcome to Chicago. What up? Hello. How are you doing? I'll let you pull up the chair. Um, man. All right. So keeping it going tonight Second interview of the evening, and we have Drea, Vibe Dealer, long-time friend of the podcast, like, since pretty much day one. Thank you for coming up here tonight.
1: No problem. Happy to be here. Yeah. It's pleasure.
0: It's been a minute, and um, I didn't even do a lot of formal prep on this, because I wasn't like, who is this new art? Like, a lot of times when we have new artists on, I'm like, I don't want to not know
1: who I'm talking to. Exactly, and then yeah. have them
0: sit down and be like, so, Emily Green, how are you? And then she's like, <laughs> actually... Yeah, you got
1: to know what you, know your info. But but with you
0: it's different because we've known each other a long time and I've gotten to see so many cool things that you've done. So,
1: so how are you feeling? I feel great. I'm a little low energy, but in good spirits. I just had a long day.
0: But, yeah. Well, I appreciate you coming out here. Oh,
1: of course. When I got the email, I was like, "Oh, yes, I I will come through." Well, I have a new <laughs>
0: I have a new producer who's booking guests for us. Uh, her name's Natalie. She's awesome. Yes. She's super gung-ho. Yes and she um
1: (laughs) super good on email yeah great emailing technique Natalie which is a skill yeah it is a skill it's a lost art
0: but it's amazing (laughs) because she was like you know she will name names and sometimes she'll be like oh if we had so and so on I'm like oh no we haven't let's let's book them Mm -hmm. and then she's like have you heard of Vibe Dealer and I'm like yes I have heard of Vibe Dealer (laughs) so for anyone who doesn't know we've had you on the podcast since the early days since like he say, she say. Yep,
1: and pyramids. And
0: pyramids, absolutely. So, yeah. like, so you're not a stranger. And, and when she suggested, like, should we reach out to Dre? I was like, yes, 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. Like,
1: and here I am.
0: And here you are, man. <laughs> and I love it. So, so again, like, I kind of didn't do, like, a formal prep on this. So mm-hmm. I, I know, you know, a general sense of what you're doing. But how are things going? Like, how is how is life right now as an artist and as an individual and, and a creative?
1: Life is life is interesting. Um I came back to Chicago. I was gone for a second. Mm-hmm. And I came back in 2014. I left in 2011. So it was like three years I wasn't here. Were you in L.A.? Or... I was in L.A., yeah, okay. uh, yeah. working with Pyramids, touring right. a lot. And then I came back, and it was like a totally different Chicago.
0: Well, yeah. God, okay, so 11 to 14, it's yeah. like that's right when that chance bomb yep. happened. You nope, know? I, I mean that in a positive way, but yeah. it's like, Chance happened, it was this explosion. Yeah. Like there was pre-chance and post-chance. Yep. And you've and you've been doing this long enough to have seen those moments yep. <laughs> where like I was too young to have seen when like smashing pumpkins happened. Right. Or like Naked Ray gun in the eighties or ministry in the eighties. But like I we got here saw, at the end
1: of the Kanye era.
0: Right. We so saw I the Kanye him. thing happen. Yep. We're like it was you guys, it yep. was Floss, it was Cool Kids. Cool
1: Kids, yeah. We were, like, right behind the Kanye wave and, and that was right one of those, before the Chance wave. Right, right before the <laughs> Chance wave. But that was one of those
0: moments when Kanye happened. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one of those moments where suddenly, to a lesser degree, not quite as many, because now everyone has laptops and smartphones, But totally, but a lot of young creatives were like, Oh shit! I can do this.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know,
0: exactly.
1: so a college dropout came out my senior year of high school.
0: Oh man, that was just a moment.
1: That was a moment. I saw Kanye open for Dilated Peoples when I was seventeen oh. at the rave in Milwaukee. Oh my god! I'm, I'm just telling my age, which I'm proud of my age. But that's incredible. You yeah. got to see Kanye at the rave. At the rave, open for. Oh, Dilated that's Peoples. wild. Crazy, right? So that that album is I mean that album and Columbia College coming to my performing arts high school to recruit is what got me here.
0: Oh my god, that's amazing. Yeah,
1: that's what got me here. And I don't I mean I'm not even I'm not a rapper. I don't even do that genre, but it was what that was speaking to is like, okay, I am a middle class black kid in the Midwest. Right. And I'm not from the hood, but I'm also not rich. And and Kanye Kanye was
0: so good, especially when he first came out, he was so good at speaking to like, I I don't want to try to remotely speak to like how he was speaking to African-Americans at the time, but like, it felt to me like he was speaking, he could have been speaking to someone like you, Mm -hmm. or he could have been speaking to someone like me, who was Mm -hmm. more like alternative, but wanted to find, I mean, like I loved hip hop, but wanted to find a hip hop artist that was like, oh, this is speaking to me as much as it could speak to anybody else in the room who doesn't look like me. Yep yeah
1: yeah and like that's what got that's what got me here in two thousand four I did he say she say mm-hmm. in like two thousand we got signed two thousand seven yeah so it was two thousand seven two thousand ten to two thousand ten then we kind of disbanded. I met Tim from okay go another right. band that started out of chicago um I met Tim in two thousand Ten, he heard a song of mine, mm-hmm. and then I was like, "He was like, you should just move to LA." I'm like, "You know what, dude? Because at the time, like, um, I love Chicago, but at the time, Chicago just wasn't embracing what I was, what I specifically was doing. Well, and it so wasn't for a little bit,
0: <laughs> quite like it is now. I mean, no, there was of course not. culture in Chicago, mm-hmm. but like, it wasn't to the degree now. Or like, so this is something where I've seen, yeah, and I, I would love to get your perspective on yeah. this. I worked on the local show at Q101. So we were like doing mm. a lot of this, we like mm-hmm. local 101 on Q101, and we were like featuring Chicago artists on that show. And then I started the podcast like around 2005, and it was very, very under the radar. So I wasn't like expecting anyone to care. But but I I did so much with local music then, either on Q101 or on the podcast. And like local music within the framework of the radio station and just the general conversation was so like, low on the totem pole. It wasn't this cool thing. And so I believe you when you say that like 2010, 2011, it didn't mean as much to be a Chicago artist or creative. As it
1: means now.
0: Now it's like...
1: it's like they're looking for us.
0: Oh, they're looking... If you do like (laughs) one doodle in Photoshop, (laughs) Mm -hmm. like you probably have a fader feature or something like that. If you're from Chicago. If you're
1: from Chicago and it was not that way. I mean, it took me going to LA and having... Just picking up some momentum with something, sure, to get a gig here.
0: Oh yeah, that's how it works. That's that's a hundred percent how it works. And I, I again, not to speak for anybody, but I always got the impression that's why I kind of like Flostradamus started doing much more stuff outside of Chicago yeah, because and
1: cool kids like we all had to kind of it was kind of no one like, fucks
0: with you until like until you give LA up, like LA someone New York, yep, New York. And CMJ and that's
1: what like I appreciate about the, the corner we're kind of turning I'm not going to say turned because it's not we haven't turned it yet right where we can have our own opinions and our own tastes mm-hmm. I feel like what I love so now, like now that I'm back, like I'm skipping around, but now I've been back since 2014. Mm-hmm. I had an accident that kind of took me out of making music for a while I couldn't walk for like seven months. So I was like laid up on some Frida Kahlo shit, learning how to sample and make beats. Oh, because the one thing, the one consistent thing I ran into while before now mm-hmm. is working with beat makers who didn't want to produce me with me. Explain. Explain. So um, with the exception of Pyramids was me stepping into being a co-producer. Okay. And once I had a taste of what that felt like, mm-hmm. I was like, there's no way I'm going to let somebody send me a beat and tell me to stick to this beat. I need... Mo- I, okay, so my origins are, right, I was a vocal jazz major mm-hmm. at Milwaukee High School of the Arts. And I started off with musicians so there was, like, I, I was speaking, we were talking to each other on stage, the guitar, the drums, the keys. I knew how to perform that way. Right. When I started working in my first group, and he say, she say, that was completely the antithesis of how I worked. I started off playing open mics by myself with a guitar. I would host them my mm-hmm. senior year of high school. And I was in Milwaukee. It was very DIY, very grassroots, punk rock, sure. hip hop. I was at B-Boy Battles and punk houses. So, like, that's what... In my mind, the artist I was going to go and set out to be when I came to Chicago. I had no house background. I had none of that. But when I got here, the first people I met was like, you need to just hop on these tracks. And I'm like, okay, well, I need to prove a point. I want people to know that I can write to that, too. Then I got stuck in it. Okay. You know, because that caught on. So I'm like, it now, did. It was. It, it was like really you guys have like.
0: I want to like. I think he say she say did Lala. Mm-hmm. I feel like they were like nylon articles, mm-hmm. like and well, again, nylon was,
1: articles were pyramids.
0: Okay, okay, <laughs> but if, again, this was when there weren't like uh, 1,400 independent Chicago artists. Yes, especially not like in the, like. For people of color, yeah. like Chicago was a rock town primarily. Yes, you know we were coming out of the wave of like Smashing Pumpkins, then Fall Out Boy. There was like the mm-hmm. big kind of like tidal waves the last those two decades, and like then there were a handful of acts that were people of color. Like mm-hmm. you know, like there was Floss, there was Cool Kids, there was You Guys. Yeah, there was and Lupe. they were really
1: into categorizing. I remember I played yes. a Lollapalooza after party, and they were like Andrea Smith was rapping on top of a. I'm like what. I ain't never rapped a day in my life <laughs> they're like oh hip-hop electro clash group he say hip, hip-hop where and, and, and to I'm be like, fair
0: not to justify that i think everybody was called hip-hop electro clash project at that time at
1: that time like but, you go to like jewel like, i had the- no i didn't i never rapped i have never no. i mean i got bars but i ain't never rapped <laughs> right. so to call me a hip-hop artist is very limiting um that's I I don't know I look at myself as a mosaic I I'm not really hip hop is one of the things that inspired me to make music but it is not it is not but at the time it was just I got stuck in it and then I just uh, I got a deal from it
0: mm-hmm. so I got
1: stuck in it I mean honestly to be all the way real and not many people know this but like when I first recorded that song Crash Dummy it was to prove a point I taking one of Mano's beats because mm-hmm. he had it made up in his mind that I did not know how to record vocally on my own. And I was like, I'm going to show you that I have been writing songs since I could breathe. One, right. And I'm going to go take your track that you did not give me, and I'm going to make a dope-ass song with no help from you at all. And then I went and did it, and I sent it to him after I did it. And he was like, damn. I'm like, right. <laughs> so it was just to prove a proof of yeah. point. And then he sent that on to Lupe, and Lupe bit. And he had been sending Lupe things and that was the thing that Lupe was like, okay, what the fuck is this? Yeah. And I'm like, it's that girl that I always be around. <laughs> <You> know, <me. laughs>
0: what a description. <laughs> yeah, I
1: mean, for a second I was going by that, that one girl, Drea, on some like tongue in cheek shit, cause I was always rolling with a bunch of dudes. And like at the time, there was me and like Tanil whenever she was in town. Like
0: and like, kid sister
1: and kid sister. Yeah, and
0: but but you could count them on one hand.
1: Literally one hand.
0: It was not. And again, I don't like it include kid
1: sister with me and Tanil because me and Tanil aren't rappers. I'm talking right, about yeah. singer songwriters. Sure,
0: sure, sure. Specifically,
1: kid sister is a different animal. And like me and Tanil were it. And that was Tanil was a transplant. Like she was here from New York specifically. Right. And so like right now, there's like 20 girls in the city, women, femmes women identify people right. that I'm just like, it's so crazy to see y'all. And they're like all five to 10 y- years younger than me.
0: And they all sound totally different too. All
1: different. There's yes. room for it. At the time, I mean, there was a, there was a myth going around. Like it was only enough spots for so many people. And I'm, what I like about what's happening right now and what I'm, I really, why I like to be around, cause I'm around, I'm at, Oh, I'm yeah. at these shows. I'm in the DIY scene. Here. I've been here, but I'm also I make myself available to like a Kaina or like an Emily sure. or like. And we have Kaina on next week. That's like my little sister. Yeah, uh, uh, Via Rosa, John Doe. Like mm-hmm. they're all we wait. got
0: drama on next week too. Yeah, those yeah. like
1: Via Rosa is my little sister. Like <clears> I that's like my best friend actually. <laughs> like no lie, I was just hanging out with her mom, and <laughs> I'm not even gonna, that's my other mama. Yeah, but like I I I love that I get to be around. To watch them do what I didn't get to do because I didn't have sisters. I didn't have like a group of women to go to. Well, it was a boys' club. It was a boys. It was a total was a boys' club. A boys' club. Yeah. And, like, there's things about me that I would be trying to like shirk a little bit because I'm like I I know I'm a little more direct or a little more like I don't know. <laughs> I kind of that that happened from being around a lot of guys.
0: Well, I think you had to like you hit a point probably and not again not to speak for yeah. you but you probably hit a point where you're like. If I don't speak up, yeah. no one's gonna speak for me.
1: Exactly, exactly. And it was, um, you know, so like, I'm bouncing around in history, right? So, no, like, but I love left- it. I, I, quite, like, again, I didn't come into
0: the questions because I knew you and I could just have a conversation. Oh, yeah. So, like, take it away. I
1: like to talk. Yeah. Um, I was not worried. <laughs> um, yeah, so I left 2011 through 2014. And with Pyramids, I toured Europe. I was on The Tonight Show, I yeah. played Afro Punk. I did my most bulk of my goodness with that group, but that was, I feel like the reason why that was, was because I was able to step into a role that I didn't really get to play. But not even as much as I would have wanted to, because I was still gaining some confidence in that, in like Mm -hmm. my decision and my taste and how things should sound. Tim was incredibly empowering in that. Mm -hmm. He even, like, I remember we had this song called That Ain't Right that a lot of people fucked Mm -hmm. with, and the first versions, like, the first. Songs me and Tim did, we hadn't even met yet. We were only emailing back and you were forth. you doing that
0: postal service. Thing. We were doing yeah, like yeah. the
1: like 2013 or 2010 postal service. Like we yeah. were emailing things back and forth. Like he would email me something, I would record my scratch vocals in GarageBand <laughs> and send them back on my friend's computer because I didn't have my own laptop at the time. Sure. So <laughs> I would like send scratch vocals. So this song that ain't right, he was like, okay, this hook is killer. This hook it will be in people's minds. But man, are you saying a lot in these verses, right? And I'm a wordy motherfucker. So I'm just like, <laughs> really like- That's I'm the a throwing, full quote from this interview. <laughs> yeah, I'm a wordy <laughs> motherfucker. Especially at 20, what was I? It was like 2006, eight years ago. I was like 25, sure. 24. Really was trying to flex my pen at the time because at the core of me, I'm a songwriter. The singing part came later. Right. Because I'm like, who the fuck gonna sing these songs if not me? And so he, he was like, you could say a lot more- by saying a, a little less Right which, was, which is kind of now How I, I, I think I've written Like that ever since Right. Like trying to be impactful I had a friend of mine um, Who's also a songwriter She was like I want to learn How you Talk about these complex ass situations And topics But it's so simple how you put them And I'm like man Because in my head I can say a lot by saying less
0: you know, and you know what, like, and th- this is something that I think just in general has happened to our society is like, it might sound stupid, but Twitter.
1: Oh, yeah. We're 140 character.
0: Right. Like, especially span. before <laughs> they expanded the the character count. Because yeah. now it's like three something. But right. like, For the majority of the time that Twitter was like 140 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I would draft a tweet. And if I was like eight characters over, I'd be like. How can I say this in a more compact way? And succinct. And I feel like it trained an entire generation to kind of say less when they yeah. needed to, because they're like, it's got to fit that box, and I need to take this message and cram it in here.
1: Yeah, and get it to these, like, 10,000 people real quick. Right. And that's, I mean, when I... And, and two, yeah, I, I simplify it that much, but I don't know, I have a feeling. And I could that could be because I'm 32, and I just... I haven't put out music in two years
0: mm-hmm.
1: on purpose. Right. Um, when I broke my foot, I got hit by a car, so I broke my instep and couldn't walk for two, or oh. seven months. And I was laid up and I, just, I, was, I had this group of songs that I wanted to put out. So there mm. was something already in the process. In fact, I was coming from a meeting with a wardrobe, wardrobe stylist for the video I was going to shoot. The next month when I got hit by a car. Wow. If that ain't a sign from the universe to right. not put that shit out, I don't know what was. Right? So I was like, okay, cool, this wasn't the time. This right. wasn't the music. All the music I ended up putting out after that accident, I wrote while I was laid up. So like I was in my parents' guest room. My parents are the shit, by the way, because <laughs> I had got prescribed hydrocodone and I was like, ma, I can't take these drugs. I took it for like a week after my surgery and I was hallucinating. I'm like, I can't do these. Well, and that's how like people get hooked on those things. Exactly. So I'm like, ma, I need to, I'm like, I need like natural herbal, like, you know, you dig. And my mom was like, true. Okay, we'll get that for you. So they let me be in the guest room smoking, making beats. My mom got me an electronic tea kettle and like, all different types of stuff. like, like Other like, than
0: the foot injury, this sounds amazing. It
1: was great. Like, yeah. my, my microphone was on my nightstand. I had my, like, my Akai, like, in my lap yeah. and, like, my um, interface or whatever. But I learned how to, like, I, I mean, I started tweeting to people, like, I need shit to do. I'm laid up. Like, send me beats. Like, send me folders of beats. Right. And this kid, Sonny, sent me, well, actually, I kind of stole, <laughs> I took, <laughs> I heard one of his tracks on a beat tape that Ben Neon Pajamas put out. right, And I voice memoed, playing it from my computer, and voice memoed this idea
0: mm-hmm. that I
1: just freestyled. And I emailed it to him, and I said, can I have this beat? And he said, you can have however many beats you want. Oh, my God. Oh, awesome. That's amazing. <laughs> and like, and, he, and it turns out he had he was listening to Pyramids, and he was listening. so. Oh, my God. Because I never know. I never know who knows. No, already. I. You know what?
0: It's I. I, I relate to that. I've been yeah. doing this podcast for thirteen years, and yeah. every email I send, sometimes even to people who've already been on the show, yeah, I feel like I got to be like, "Hi, this is who I am. Yep. I do this thing." Yep. And anytime someone goes, "Oh, I've heard of you," or like, "Oh, I love the podcast," I'm like, "What?" They
1: like it just explosion. blows my mind because yeah.
0: I think there's a certain I don't know what it is, but a certain quality where you just assume. I mean, like I got to let's pretend I had billboards all over the city. I would still in my head if somebody was like. I like your podcast, but like, how do you know about this? Yeah,
1: no, I mean that's how to this day. I mean, it's starting to pick up momentum. What it is that I do with these group of people, this group of people, but it's like if you're not over twenty seven, you might not know who I am, and that's okay. It's a whole new generation. It's a whole new generation. Yeah, and so when I meet a twenty two year old who's all like, "Yeah, I know you, you the vibe dealer," and I'm like, "True."
0: Yeah, that's I, awesome. And
1: I'm like, I, when I meet people, I'm just like, "Hey, I'm Drea." Oh, why do I support your local vi- vibe, dealer Right, right. So yeah. it's dope. And also, like, I kind of like stepped into more mentorship thing.
0: I was, I was gonna say that that yeah. is one of the things that I was gonna say is like it. It looks to me, even just from the outside looking in, like looking at your social, it's like it looks. I, I guess the the kind of thing that I was really interested in talking about in this mm-hmm. interview, which we're we're really delving into, mm-hmm. is like how your journey has developed and evolved and changed. And you're, mm-hmm. you're really covering that because, mm-hmm. like, like we're talking about, like you went from he say, she say, to pyramids, which are vastly different projects, mm-hmm. and now you're on really your own journey independently. And I just think that I, so many of who, the people we bring on now, which is great, are new artists, mm-hmm. and that's cool. We get to, you know again, hear about the beginning of people's journeys. And I love
1: hearing about the beginnings. I do too, and I think it's
0: inspiring. But it's like mm-hmm. it's also really cool when I get to sit down with somebody who has done this for five, ten, fifteen, twenty years, and I go, "Oh man, tell me about the journey.
1: Yeah, tell me
0: about getting here. Because Ooh. if you if you're in it this long, yes, anybody who's done music for ten or fifteen years,
1: they have. It's not easy, and been in the industry side because yeah. it's rooms like and like that's a, another reason why I do like I am invited, but I also inject myself into these scenes because. I'm just like, y'all, like, I try to... I've been in those rooms. Right. It ain't all this cracked up to be. You might not want to be in that room. You might want to build your own room. You might want to build your own building. You might want to stop trying to sit at that table. Fuck that table. Like, I've been at that table. That table sucks.
0: It's amazing how, (laughs) again, I feel like there's some parallels just from us doing this a long time. And we're in Mm -hmm. very different spaces. You're not Mm -hmm. trying to make a podcast. I'm not a musician. But it's like, you Mm -hmm. know, there have been...
1: That's what you think.
0: Oh, maybe you are trying to make a podcast. That's (laughs) awesome. I think you should. You have a lot to say. (laughs) But I just know on my end that in the periods where I've tried to be part of something else and it takes forever to have that happen or somebody doesn't get the concept, and then I go and do it myself, 10 out of 10 times it's always better when I do it myself because I'm not waiting on somebody. I'm not like trying to fit somebody else's version of it. And when I do that and I have complete autonomy, I'm just like, oh, my Mm. God, this is the best thing. Like It Mm -hmm. might be less money. But it's the best thing And the product is always better
1: Always And I mean And it's always reflective of you I've always When I remember being Like Like 17, 18 Like um, Interviewing for retail jobs And being like right. I'm only gonna work at places That I would shop at Cause I am better at selling things That I fuck with Yes. That's the same thing.
0: 100%. I worked at the Apple store in like 2005. Yes. And guess what? I sold a bunch of iPods and laptops because I was like, this shit's amazing. Like, I fuck
1: with the product. And like, that's how I feel about like right now. Like, now I am a co-producer. I call myself that. Before, I wouldn't. I'm a producer. Just like any other person man out here that thinks that they make beats or whatever I'm a producer like I come in I produce vocals I produce the vibe that's why I'm the vibe dealer that's why Mm -hmm. the name where the name came from I come in I set the tone and it's vibrations like I change the alchemy and like me saying all that someone can be like oh damn she sound cocky as fuck no I just I step into finally have stepped into what it is that I truly do like I curate I I um bring together I bring together for fellowship like I that's what I want to do and also though in in a, in taking on this mentor role though it's been kind of um awkward because if you say you're a mentor people think you've retired right and I'm like wait a second no babies like I did I'm not, still I did not retire and, <laughs> well,
0: well and then to to jump back just a second mm-hmm. I want to talk about the mentorship yeah. things I think that's so amazing and worthwhile mm-hmm. but you mentioned the fact that you have to have confidence, and that's—I uh, I agree with you hundred billion yeah. percent. But you're right; that does make some people uncomfortable. It does and I, especially I always off look of at, a
1: woman? Yeah.
0: Sure, hundred, especially yeah. a woman of color,
1: especially a black woman, especially
0: the, the time we're in right now.
1: Yeah, because it's made to, like I honestly, when I used to go into those rooms, I acted overly grateful. Right? Like sure. I should be so grateful. Thank to you be so here. much for having thank me. Thank you so much. Oh my God! Thank it. you, thank you. Appreciate. And it. I had to stop doing that. One, I had to be like, "Oh, sorry, sorry." I'd stop that shit. Mm. Then I had to stop being overly thankful. No, I'm supposed to be here. Like you earned it. Like you should thank me for being sure.
0: here.
1: Sure. <laughs> right. I my presence the,
0: is a presence. Yes. Yeah. I
1: took the time out of my schedule, I, my self care, my sleep, my meal, whatever. And I'm I drove here. over I drove here. Drove here. Dealt with fucking
0: parking.
1: You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm here. So like that's just something like new too, and like what I like a lot about the women I've encountered and learned from the younger women. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, y'all are fucking awesome. Like, y'all already know not to apologize. Well, I already know not to make these mistakes, these missteps that I felt like I had to do to be relevant. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? And that's what, like, segue back into mentoring. Like, right, yeah. Like, I mentor... I mean, I mentor, I'm a teaching artist, one, Mm -hmm. which is something that I might be transitioning out of um, for energetic purposes and reasons, um, Mm -hmm. because I feel like there are other ways I can help my community. Um, And then I mentor, like, my cousin. Like, I mentored him, and he's doing pretty good.
0: (laughs) Is is this someone we've heard of, or?
1: Oh, you don't know who my cousin is. When I tell you who my cousin is, you're going to laugh. Okay. Uh, Smino.
0: Shut the fuck up. That's my
1: little cousin. That's
0: amazing. That's my first cousin. So he's doing pretty well. He's
1: doing pretty well.
0: Yeah. No,
1: Smin- <laughs>
0: Smino's killing the game. Yeah. Uh, that's amazing. Yeah,
1: our parents are... His his dad and my mom are brother and sister, and they're like best friends.
0: It's wild, man. It, it is just such a small... Tiny. Yeah. <laughs> I always say that, but it's it's so true, and I'm like, mm-hmm. that's incredible. So, so you've got to feel proud... If I had to guess, I would imagine you feel some level of pride seeing a, a lot of like younger women mm-hmm. are disactivating or fam- identifying and seeing your actual bloodline mm-hmm. just fucking killing
1: it. Yeah. Well, our, I mean, I'm on his album. Yeah. Our, my hands are on the cover of the album. Really? Twisting his hair because I started his hair growth. And then our grandfather is on the interlude, like our papa.
0: So it's that whole family. It's, it's yeah. a good,
1: it's a good, it's dope. He came here. He, uh, he watched me do the glow-in-the-dark tour when right. he was, like, 16. Ugh,
0: I can't even imagine the impact that would have.
1: I didn't... The life-changing... I, yeah. I didn't realize when I was doing it, even, Right. what that could do for my younger family members. Uh, well, because we come for that. My, our grandfather is a, blues, a former blues musician. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, I was probably one of the first ones after my grandfather to go really try to pursue this shit and my cousin was like guess what i'm going to do it too but i'm going to go and i'm like you keep going like yeah absolutely go man. get it for the smiths like
0: <laughs> and he came here from st louis and now he is just doing it
1: yeah 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 and that's where i'm originally from that's where my family is from and 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 genuinely just to, we come from good people so it's yeah. like and I, and it's and i want to say this too the reason why like, you can hear it in the music, too. When you come from love and not from a place of trying to prove something. Sure. Or, like, c- competition.
0: mm mm-hmm.
1: The music sounds better.
0: Every, yeah, everything. The, just, the product's always better. The product's better.
1: always better. Yeah. If you're doing it for the love of, like, if I woke up tomorrow and couldn't sing, right, what would I do? Like, that's how you should come to it. Like, you shouldn't be like, man, this song about to be a hit. It's about right. to knock all these other songs. Well, I like I think that. Like, a lot <laughs> of
0: younger artists and like, uh, so, okay, so I teach at Columbia College now yeah. and I see a lot of, a, a lot of students in different concentrations, you mm-hmm. know, but they all kind of have, I shouldn't say all, oh, this is, this is an overgeneralization. It's not true of everybody, but in general, and I don't think this is just to Columbia. This is, I think, just where we are now if you're young you feel like you have to have a million Instagram followers. You feel like you have to be on that Spotify playlist. You have to be on whatever hip blog is hip. Mm -hmm. I sound so old. But whatever blog is the most relevant, you know, and like, you know, Lyrical Lemonade's cleaning up, like Mm -hmm. Fake Shore is obviously like still like, a you know, a power player in the game. And it's like, everybody feels like they have to be in these certain spaces, otherwise they haven't made it. And I try to convey to people, my students, like, yes, those things are amazing. I'm not taking that away, but Mm -hmm. like, there's so many ways to succeed there's so many versions of success and they don't there's not just six versions of success Mm -hmm. it's not just getting that pool and the drake mansion Mm -hmm. like you can be successful like if you're in chicago and you're paying your rent off your art and like you're financially stable
1: like to me that's like holy shit success man yeah that's legit (laughs) or or like really influencing people like really making an impact yeah making an impact like I like to say I don't write love songs anymore. I did in my twenties. I write yeah. life ones. Like I write I data collect and then I and I and I push out the information from that collection of right. data. It's not I mean, yeah, there's some dealing with love and whatnot, but not in the way that like in my twenties, oh God, like he say, she say, like I, I remember getting a write up like uh dance music you can cry to or like
0: <laughs> again i think that's all that that music was at that's the time that's all the that music was at the time yeah.
1: and then pyramids it was an, it's an it was an interesting that whole um that whole album was like heart, i was just a heartbroken mess so that yeah. and that's where i put it and like now i don't feel those things um i've i have like uh, rediscovered who i why i did i do this yeah. and who i am Like after my Saturn's return, like after 29 and a half when I got hit by the car. That's a sign for the universe, right? Everybody, if you're not 29 and a half, (laughs) okay, listen to me. If the universe starts to give you signals around 27, listen to those motherfuckers. Because 29 and a half, the reckoning
0: will happen.
1: I got laid out on my ass because I did not listen to the signs. Right. And be- from that, though, I had to spend time alone with myself to learn myself away from people who thought they knew me.
0: And that's when all the real shit happens. It's yes. like when you can learn to be by yourself and be like, okay, what do I actually want to do? That's not yes. just what someone in a boardroom in L.A. or New York yeah. wants or what a collaborator wants. Yep. Like, what do I want to do and what do I need to do? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: And, like, now I, I create, that's part of the reason, like, me and, me and Smee had a conversation. Now the, the, men, the mentee becomes the mentor, right? Like, sure. As, um, I always said to him, I'm giving you this information because if, if ever I lose sight of who I am, I need you to tell me these things back right. and vice versa. Anything you need me to come back and tell you, speak it into me. And he told me, you know, like, the next thing you put out, after I put out that stuff that Sonny helped me with mm-hmm. and, and started a SoundCloud because I didn't have one. Right, I didn't start on SoundCloud because you were you were pre SoundCloud. I was pre SoundCloud, right? So I was like, "What the fuck is a SoundCloud?" Right? (laughs) I I mean, pyramids have one, but our label people did that shit. Right? Like, I didn't manage my SoundCloud, right? So like, I started a SoundCloud with one song, and then I got hit by a car. So like, oh my god, right? So I had to like get this momentum up, and Sonny was like, "Here, I made three little like three song releases. I called them Triple Goddess Part One, Two, and Three, Mm -hmm. and there was three each." And they were dealing with the movement of emotions. And that's what I had up. And that is why any of anybody under 27 knows who I am. Right, is because Sonny, who's like this 25, 26-year-old kid, was like, I fuck with your music. I'm just going to give you these beats so you can get your momentum back.
0: That's amazing though. Right? Yeah. And my
1: cousin was like, okay, that's cool, good. But the next thing you release has to be a studio project. You can't put out anything else. And I'm like, you're right. I did this little mixtape, too, called Vibe Dylan, because right. a nickname he gave me. He like, oh, you know the Vibe Diller, Vibe Dylan. I'm like, ooh, ooh. I play guitar. <laughs> so I did acoustic punk covers. Yeah. So I did I Want to Be a Dog by Iggy Pop. Oh, that's so awesome. Or I did not even... Punk I did uh, Army Dreamers By Kate Bush mm-hmm. So I did like these, these Just raw Just raw In yeah. my bedroom My guitar Me like becoming Reacquainted with my guitar Because I hadn't touched it In a while Very
0: honest music Yeah, yeah. And
1: like you know mm-hmm. Did it in Garage Band I put that out But for the past two years I've been going back and forth To New York Producing I did EP. see that on your Twitter That mm-hmm. like
0: you just I believe Made a trip out there In the last couple of weeks To start making yeah, yeah To, to start, start mixing, on mixing Yeah, yeah.
1: And um so the drummer, a friend of mine, you listen to Twin Shadow at some point, haven't you? Mm, yeah. So the, a friend of mine was the drummer for Twin Shadow. And they, a week after I got hit by a car, He got the tour bus. I'm not kidding. The tour bus got into an accident. So we we reconnected. We found we found out through a friend in the band, a person in the band, because I knew Twin Shadow that he and I went to high school together. The drummer. I was like, oh shit, I remember you. Right. You were you were in two years ahead of me. So from that we reconnected because our jazz teacher posted about them, and we reconnected. And he was like, come to New York, and like this would be good to to work on this stuff that you working on is fresh. Right. So he's my co-producer.
0: That's amazing. Yeah,
1: and another friend here, Jason Kramer, or he goes mm-hmm. by Jason Rose, my bad Jason. Um we he got me the job working with the youth at Intonation and we were friends before this this job, but through that time that we teach together, we had mm-hmm. time to go work on music and he played in my band. So it all organically.
0: Yeah, yeah, it all and it's just the same intonation from like the original pitchfork.
1: Yep. Yeah. That, same like, guy.
0: That's that's how you know we're older because yep. like we remember when Pitchfork, the first Pitchfork first festival was fifth, part of Intonation. Part festival. of
1: Intonation, and right. then Intonation became a nonprofit that teaches rock band in schools in Bronzeville and High Park, and that's, that's what awesome. I do. Yeah, I do that. Um, it's uh, teaching rock band using music as a social emotional or the vehicle for social emotional learning. So right we're teaching on. kids like nonviolent conflict resolution, goal setting, um, like youth voice, like using your voice positively, by playing songs they want to play and teaching them how to write songs, and all that.
0: And listening to them.
1: And listening to them. because yeah. yeah, I really believe in that. I believe in listen to children, that adultist shit that we do. I'm the adult. I'm right because I'm an adult. We don't know shit neither. So
0: like, <laughs> No, we're all just, like we just said to them, only, like we're all just fucking winging it, you know? like Everybody. And, and I've talked to so many people on this podcast, and in the last couple of years I've really started... Opening mostly, especially when someone's new on the show, like, I usually start the interviews kind of like, oh, like, you know, give us your origin. And Mm -hmm. so many of them, not all of them, but so many of them are some variation. I'm like, oh, you know, I told my dad or I told my uncle or I told my teacher in third grade or whatever, that early age, like, I want to be a musician. And that adult figure in their life didn't say, like, that's stupid. You Mm -hmm. know, like, that that person was like, okay, how can we make this happen? Mm -hmm. And so many of those people who are doing cool things right now, it's because someone at an early age. Yes didn't say like, dummy, you're not going to be a musician.
1: And the ones that create from the dummy, you're not going to be a musician, sure. oh, you can feel it and everything. Oh, they yeah, do. they're angry. They have just so much hatred in their heart around it. And mm. I'm like, how could you do something as beautiful as make art with that much hate in your heart? I feel yeah. so bad for whoever did that.
0: It's important just to traumas support. And and yeah, yeah. so, uh, I mean, God, this is this is amazing. I feel like we could do like a seven-hour podcast <laughs> of just about like just all of this. Um, <laughs>
1: If ever you want to do like a Chicago history thing no, You know what like <laughs> I feel like that's
0: been what I've been doing this whole time yeah. It's like incrementally But but you know I was telling Emily I think you weren't in the room yet Like we're coming up sometime this year I'm hoping this year At, at the latest early next year We're going to be at like a thousand episodes of this podcast And I'm just like I'm really thinking like what can I do with this Like I mean it, it'll always be like Interviews with musicians and artists yeah, It'll always be yeah. panels But I'm like what's the bigger next version of this because like once you start coming up on a thousand episodes it's like to me that's a question of like what else can we do with this where else can it go what other kind of stories can we tell again not abandoning this but like what's the bigger it's bigger conversation the there not yeah
1: abandoning you know dead things don't grow right
0: absolutely <laughs> um Drea, man, this yes. this is killer. Like again, I came in with no questions, and I just was not worried. I was like, you know what? I'm going to say hi and just. I'm like, and another thing, <laughs> let me tell you this. And you did, man. You just you went in, and I love it. You had so much to say, and I knew that that was going to happen. Awesome. Um, and this is such a privilege and such a pleasure to always speak with you. And I'm so glad that we've gotten to do that over the years, mm-hmm. at different points in your career. And and I'm so happy to see that you are just like. Operating on such an amazing level, Thank you're you. impacting the youth, you are mentoring people, you're creating in a way that 's true to you i 'm so happy to see all those things
1: gratitude i'm happy to be doing it
0: yeah <laughs> absolutely <Finally. laughs> um, and and so you, since you have music, it sounds like on the way, like mm-hmm. you know, do you want to tease kind of when people should look for that or how or anything possibly, about
1: that? possibly this summer okay. I might drop a, a song with a really cool guy called Blake Davis, mm-hmm. like my little brother. Um he blessed me by being on that track. And I think that's probably gonna be the first one. It's called Vacation. Okay. And it'll be out sometime around June, maybe, maybe May.
0: Right on. I'm gonna yeah. be looking for that. Yeah. I'll
1: send it straight to you. Please do. <laughs> Drea,
0: you're killing it. I'm so proud. I'm so happy that I'm happy we've gotten to know each to know each other for so long, and I'm yeah. always very grateful you take time for the podcast. So thank you.
1: Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcasts. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, Dynasty Descend.